Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the podcast, we are talking about a rainy day of practice for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Practice delayed by an hour for both rain and lightning in the area. Didn't start until 3.55. They did get a full two hours in, but it was all on the turf field. And because of that, they had to sit out a lot of players who have been injured throughout camp to make sure they didn't re-aggravate any of those injuries. So definitely a weird day of practice, but we'll talk about it today on the show. And let's start with that injury report, because a lot of guys held out at today's practice. This injury list is long, but again, I think a lot of these guys were just held out for precautionary reasons. If this had been a day where they could have practiced on grass, maybe some of these guys would have practiced. The list, though, is Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Juju, James Conner, Stephen Ridley, Marcus Allen, Stephon Tewitt, Xavier Grimble, Anthony Ciccolo, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, Sean Davis, Vance McDonald, right? The list, I mean, the list is long today of the players who did not practice. Now, BJ Finney practiced a little bit. He might have actually participated in some of the team drills. I thought I saw him out there. Definitely participated in individual drills. So he's still working his way back. Uh, A lot of those other guys, though, complete. No shows today at camp. Ben, AB, and Juju all just had the day off. I know there was a report on Twitter earlier today saying that Antonio Brown uh, re-aggravated that quad injury during warmups. No truth to that. It was always a day for AB where he was going to go through individual workouts but not the team drills. Ben had the entire day off, as did Juju. Again, Juju with that kind of constant knee injury at this point, practicing on a turf field. You know, no good can come of that, so... Juju giving the day off. James Conner, Stephen Ridley also giving the day off. Now, remember, those two guys, Tomlin said he held out of yesterday's practice or the back half of yesterday's practice because he wanted to see some of those younger guys getting reps. Now, is that why they set out today's practice? Tomlin wouldn't say, but it's hard to tell, right? Again, I, I think Conner might have had something with his groin yesterday. He had ice. He had an ice pack on it. Uh, and Ridley, you know, who knows what that injury is. Maybe he just wanted to hold these guys out again. And, you know, again, for, for two of the better running backs in this team, uh, not wanting to risk injury on a turf field. Maybe that's why they sat out. Uh, we'll see. Stefan Tuitt was out because of an illness. Marcus Allen was in uniform, but missed again. I think that's a leg injury for him. He hasn't practiced in a couple days now. Grimble still got his hand in a cast. So we'll see how long he's out. Sean Davis missed his third day in a row. Um, not sure what Anthony Ciccolo's injury was, but it forced him to miss today's practice. And then Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, Vance McDonald, all still working their way back. Again, Bud Dupree just had a child, so you know, he's he's uh, with, with child right now. He wasn't at practice. TJ Watt was at practice. Again, not jogging today or anything like that. Again, rain-soaked fields on the grass fields. He wasn't jogging on a turf field. And Vance McDonald, I didn't notice him out there, but again, because of it being all on one field, it was hard to get a sense for who the guys not in uniform were. And again, as I said, B.J. Finney did participate in some individual drills, not team drills, but I don't think he participated in many of the team drills, maybe a few. But again, glad to see someone like B.J. Finney getting closer to return. And, and like I said at the top, this was just the worst day for practice. You know, we had we've had some days here during camp where it's been rainy, during the early parts of the afternoon or late morning, but then it's cleared up in time for practice and we've had some nice practices. That didn't happen today. You know, it was it was raining and raining really hard right before practice started. Did, you know, give the Steelers weathermen 
some props because they, they delayed practice until 3.55. It was still light rain at 3.55, but, you know, by 4, 4.15, it had pretty much cleared up. The sun came out. So, you know, the Steelers weathermen did a good job today. But, again, it forced the Steelers off of any of the grass fields. So, you know, their their team drills were all on the turf field. It was You know, there were times during some of these drills that players were slipping. And, of course, on a turf field, that can be really dangerous. You know, if, you're, if your leg gets caught in that or your, your uh, foot gets caught in that, it can cause real injury. Um, and again, you have to wonder if this practice were not rain-delayed and, and, and forced onto the turf field at St. Vincent College. Would this have been a padded practice with live hitting? Again, this, this is the third day in a row now. The Steelers haven't had live hitting in practice. Um, I, I don't know if that's what Tomlin wanted, especially after a game against Philadelphia where... Again, the the tackling was poor. The run defense was poor. Uh, you have to imagine Tomlin would have liked to see at least this practice in pads. Maybe we'll see that tomorrow. Before we continue today's practice report, let me tell you about our sponsor for today's podcast, PosterBurner.com. They make amazing posters. And when I say posters, I don't mean the flimsy kind you can buy in the store. I'm talking about super thick premium photo paper, a 24 by 36 movie-style poster that you can get for just $20. You know, this is my first time at training camp, and it's been a great experience. It's such a beautiful campus, and I've taken so many photographs, but the best one I've taken so far is one of the inside linebackers doing a drill, and you can see the St. Vincent College and the, the shrubbery behind them. It's an amazing photo and one that I, I, I would love to have hanging on my wall at home. And thanks to Poster Burner, I did just that. Went through their ordering process. It was so easy. Ended up with a high-quality 24 by 36 movie-style poster of that photograph. You can get them as canvas prints, decals, stickers, banners, and more. So if you want your perfect photo turned into the perfect poster, head on over to posterburner.com slash Steelers, and you're going to get 10% off your purchase. That applies to all of their print options. Again, posterburner.com slash Steelers, and you're going to get 10% off. And then let's talk about the practice itself. Now, look, there's just not a whole lot to get to today as far as the play on the field because, again, the third unpadded practice in a row, this one kind of rained out, started late. They practiced on the turf field. Um, you know, I mean, we look, we can talk about, like, the run defense I thought was poor today, but, you know, judging the run defense on an, a practice with no live hitting seems a little silly to me, especially considering how many players were missing from both offense and defense. Um and look, there were, there, were, there were a lot of holes for runners today, I will say that. I thought Vince Williams was one of the lone bright spots on the defense, especially in the front seven. I thought he actually had a good day, both against the run and defending runners out of the backfield. But yeah, just overall, it wasn't a great day uh, for the front seven. But again, I, you know, how much can you read into that in an unpadded practice? I think what we can learn the most out of practices like these are, are where guys are playing as far as first, second, third team. Uh, so let's start there. Mike Hilton. Continue to get reps at safety. Uh, I think this is this is definitely not a fad. This is something the Steelers are definitely trying out. The question for me at this point is, you know, much like the dollar defense, when and where, right? When are the Steelers looking to play Mike Hilton at safety? Is that a situation where, you know, this could be an emergency type situation if guys were to get hurt? You know, they, they can also play Hilton at safety. Is this kind of the deal where, you know, let's say Sean Davis wasn't playing well and they wanted to play Hilton at safety? Um I'm interested to see in what looks they want to use 
Hilton in a safety role. Now, again, I know he plays some safety when they go to that inverted cover two look. I get that, but this is not that, right? This is Mike Hilton lining up as a safety with another corner in as the nickel corner. They've been running that throughout camp pretty consistently now, and it's been all third team for Mike Hilton, but uh, it's, an, it's an interesting look. And then staying with the safeties, Jordan Dangerfield and Malik Golden both moved up to second string safety in today's practice, meaning that Nat Burr went down to the third team. I wouldn't read too much into Nat Burr going down to the third team as much as, you know, I think this is this speaks to the quality of play of guys like Jordan Dangerfield and Malik Golden, two guys who have had pretty decent camps so far. Again, they haven't shined at safety because of guys like Morgan Burnett and Terrell Edmonds who have been playing better. But Jordan Dangerfield c- continues to be a consistent uh, contributor, especially against the run game. And Malik Golden has had some moments of his own. So, you know, it's a big opportunity for them, both guys playing second string. We'll see how many reps they get on Thursday's game, especially if Sean Davis continues to be out um, for an extended period of time. And then at outside linebacker, with the Steelers down to just three outside linebackers, it was Farrington Higuanine and Keon Adams on the first unit, and then Oladini and Keon Adams again on the second unit. So Keon Adams kind of doubling up the reps today, playing both first and second unit. A uh, big day for him. And then at outside linebacker, they also went with Matthew Thomas getting some getting some reps as an edge rusher today. We saw him get some reps at edge rusher against Philadelphia in that preseason game. So, you know, we talk about paths to making this roster for Michael Thomas. You know, versatility, position versatility and flexibility. A guy who can play inside and outside, play some edge rusher and play some inside linebacker. Yeah, that's going to be big. I mean, Tomlin over and over again has emphasized position flexibility and guys playing all over the field. Uh, so that that it's it's good to see Matthew Thomas playing in those roles and playing well. I thought he was you know he he did pretty well both in seven shots and throughout the eleven on eleven when he got a chance to play at an edge rush position. And then uh, quarterback Mason Rudolph getting a lot of reps with the first unit today. Again, there was no Ben Roethlisberger, so it wasn't like Ben was relegated to the second unit or anything like that. But uh, without Ben in there, it was Mason Rudolph instead of Landry Jones most of the time with the first unit. Now, again, you know, we talk about the first unit, right? No AB, no Juju, no Vance McDonald. So uh, not much of a not much of a first unit, but I, you know, whatever. I mean, he ran with the starters, essentially. Um, you know, for Mason Rudolph, it's still been an up-and-down camp, and it was an up-and-down day for him today. It has been, it has been kind of day after day. There are plays where he struggles through his reads, and he's not confident with the football in any way, holding on to the ball too long, you know, taking sacks. And then there are other plays where he looks, you know, he, he looks sharp, uh, you know, he's, he's confident, slinging it around. His best rep today was one that looked just like that. I mean, he was confident, knew where he wanted to go with the football, and really fired it in there. It was an in route to Jesse James, Morgan Burnett, and coverage. And you know, we talked about this yesterday, how well Burnett and Edmonds and the safeties have done at covering tight ends throughout camp. And this was another rep where it was the same thing, right? Burnett had pretty good coverage, but, man, Mason fired it in there over the middle. I mean, a laser put it right in Jesse's chest. Burnett tried to get a hand in there, could not, and it was an easy catch for Jesse James. Again, that's just another one of those reps that we see from Mason where, you know, when he's confident, he's he's really good at slinging it around, but there are just too many times for him where he doesn't look confident, doesn't know where he should go with the football. He's got some ball security issues. He's been fumbling a lot throughout camp. I'm glad to see, I'm glad that Mason Rudolph is in a spot like this though where he can he can have some time to grow because it is definitely going to be a learning experience for Mason Rudolph. And you know, I know, I know I started this whole camp process by saying if Mason Rudolph is the player we think he can be, he's got to beat out Landry Jones for the backup spot. 
I'm kind of off of that now. Landry Jones is definitely going to be the backup on this team. But I like that Mason's going to have some time, sit behind Landry, sit behind Ben, not have to be pushed into a backup quarterback spot role. He can take that over next year, be the backup next year while Ben continues his career. And then whenever Ben calls it a career, you know, Mason takes over, right? I mean, he's going to have a real learning process here. It's definitely going to take some time. This is not a guy who's going to come in, I think, and, and could be a starter right away. This is definitely a guy who needs some time to learn uh, and, and and acclimate himself to the NFL. So uh, I think I think Mason Rudolph landed in the best, one of the best spots for him as a quarterback. Now, a rookie who is not having those kind of ebbs and flows and ups and down throughout camp is James Washington. We've we've gotten excited about a lot of the young players on this team at at different points through camp. Right as I've talked about Mason Rudolph, he's had his glimpses, he's had his moments where you say, "Ooh, maybe he can be the replacement for Ben Roethlisberger in the long term." We've had times with Jalen Samuels where it's very intriguing about what kind of X factor he can be and lining him up out wide and in the slot and all of that. Uh, you know, we talked about Terrell Edmonds on defense and some of them some of those incredible plays that he made early in camp. But all of those guys have kind of leveled out. Right? They've all kind of leveled out throughout camp. And, you know, Samuels definitely, you know, we know what we're getting from him at this point. There's still some questions about his game. Terrell Edmonds not getting as many first team reps now that Burnett is healthy and, you know, just not making as many of those spectacular plays. For James Washington, on the other hand, it's just been incredible play after incredible play, great practice after great practice. I mean, the guy doesn't miss a beat. And what what is so impressive to me, I'm going to try not to be too hyperbolic in this segment, but what has been so impressive to me about James Washington is that there hasn't been any of that kind of leveling off that we've seen with like Edmonds and Samuels and, and Mason Ruff where you, they kind of get into a routine and you kind of know what you're going to see from him every day. And, you know, again, it's there's good reps for Edmonds, there's bad reps for Edmonds, same thing for, for Samuels. I'm telling you, every practice, it's another incredible combat catch, one after the other, beating a guy deep. It's really been incredible to watch how consistent he is at making some of these plays. And he did it again today at practice, beating Joe Hayden on a fade route, jumping right over him, uh, getting bringing in the pass, bringing it in easily. Again, Joe Hayden, a guy who is the not only the Steelers' best corner, but having a fantastic camp. And yet, I mean, James Washington made it look easy out there, and he does that routinely. And that's what I'm so that, that's what I'm so excited about with James Washington. Is that with these rookies, again, we saw it with Edmonds, right? We got really excited about Edmonds. Ooh, he could be the starter for over Burnett. And now you now you look back at that, and that's a silly thing to say after three practices or whatever that was, right? But here we are, what is this, 10, 15 days into practice now? I mean, James Washington continually doing the same thing. Combat catch after combat catch. Anything that is within range for James Washington, he's bringing it in and bringing it in consistently. Um, Steeler fans should be very very excited by what the Steelers have in this second round pick. He has been great. And I know, you know, we talk about wide receiver depth and who, you know, who's going to be behind A.B. and Juju. If James Washington keeps playing the way he's playing right now in practice, we're not going to have a problem there. Again, it's, you know, it's going to be a matter of him doing this throughout preseason and then into the regular season. But I'm here to tell you, it's it's been, what, what I love so much about James Washington, about his game, is that it's become a day-after-day thing for him. It's not a glimpse here and a glimpse there. It is practice after practice, play after play, rep after rep, you know, great catch after great catch. It's really been fun to watch. And then let's finish up today talking about seven shots, the offense winning seven shots today, either five to two or four to three. I actually was writing in my notes 
looked up and the last rep had already happened. Uh, either Samuels caught that ball or he didn't. It was a, it looked like it was a fade route to Samuels. Couldn't tell if he had brought it down or not. If he did, it was five to two. If he didn't, it was four to three. But either way, the offense wins. Uh, they've been doing better in the drill overall, right? I think this is what four out of five for them. I know they got shut out yesterday. That was embarrassing. The defense played so well, but you know the offense that had gotten dominated for so many practices in a row, uh, coming back now, looking a little better in seven shots and won this one again. It was either five to two or four to three. And then, oh, before we get out of here, we do need to talk about this Josh Dobbs situation. It's getting really strange. There's so many times where we're running these Josh Dobbs keepers in practice, especially in these practices with no live hitting. And look, you're never going to be able to hit the quarterback, but still, I don't understand why we're practicing this so often. And so many of these seem like designed runs for Josh Dobbs. Maybe Feekner feels like we need to practice these, I guess. I feel like, personally, that Dobbs needs to be working more on his accuracy, going through his reads, making the right decision, making good throws. I think that's a better way he's going to make this roster than you know his ability to, to run an RPO or whatever, or, or quarterback keeper in an unpadded practice and with no live hitting, right? I and mean, that's just me. But we saw like three or four today where Dobbs was on a keeper. That was really, really strange. Now, when he did get an opportunity to throw, there was not not great. I mean, he didn't have a, he didn't have a terrible day, but he threw a really, really bad interception over the middle. And this was in a goal line drill. He was looking to find Samuels over the middle. Now, it was covered well by Morgan Burnett. And Dobbs threw it a little behind Samuels, and man, Morgan Burnett easily stepped in. Would have had a pick six. Would have had a 100-yard pick six if this were a real live game situation. I'm sure Dobbs wants that throw back. That was a, a poor decision. He really never should have thrown that ball in the first place. Burnett was all over him. Uh, Edmonds also had a chance at an interception. There was a throw to Bucky Hodges. Uh, it was a little too high. Hit Edmonds in the hands. I uh, couldn't bring it down, though. He was pretty upset about it. The, the, the entire defense pretty upset about it. They've been very vocal throughout camp anytime they they have a good play or have a chance at a turnover. A big emphasis throughout camp, not just on the secondary being very opportunistic, and it feels like, I mean, I don't know how many interceptions they've had throughout camp so far. I haven't kept an exact count, but, God, it feels like it's got to be like 20. I mean, they, it feels like they've had an interception, one interception or more, Every day, they had two today. the The Burnett one. They also had one. Uh, I think it was Joe Hayden picked off a fade route. Uh, they've been the secondary been very opportunistic, and then Tomlin also pressing on the defensive linemen and linebackers to be attacking the football when they go for a tackle. Um, so you know, again, this this is a defense that is priding itself on turnovers. And actually, speaking of Bucky Hodges, this was another day for Bucky Hodges of you know getting reps without. Xavier Grimble out there without uh, Vance McDonald out there. You know, again, for, for Bucky Hodges, it was another, you know, it was another so-so day. I, I thought he had his moments in this one. He had a chance to make a, a really nice grab over the middle. The ball was maybe a tad overthrown. It, it hit Bucky Hodges in the fingertips. He couldn't bring it in. That would have been a real eye-opening play for him, but unfortunately he couldn't make the play. And again, you know, he's not going to get many more reps like this. You know, when, whenever Grimble comes back or if Vance McDonald were to come back, in the next week or so, you know, those reps are going to go go away for Bucky Hodges. So he's really got to make the most of this. Unfortunate that he couldn't. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. You can follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry. Tomorrow's a sad day. It is the last day, the last practice of Steelers training camp. Wednesday is a walkthrough, and then they'll travel to Green Bay 
for that preseason game on Thursday. So tomorrow, my last day here in Latrobe. It'll be my last practice report. A bittersweet day. It's been a great experience. Thank you to all the new listeners uh, who have joined up with Locked On. So listening here on Locked On Steelers. Uh, appreciate you guys listening for the entirety of camp. Hope you guys have enjoyed. Hope you guys have enjoyed all of the live tweeting that I've been doing from camp. It's been it's been a great experience so far. Again, we got one more day of it. So I will have the last practice report of training camp tomorrow right here on Locked On Steelers.